0: Okay, so we are continuing with a series from the book of Acts. Uh, last Sunday, um, you remember, if you were here, Brother John from uh, Gideon's ministry preached, uh, but he, uh, he he was supposed to preach from Acts 5, 1 to 11, but I think he, he didn't dwell much on that passage. So we felt that uh, we have to cover it because we are going through the series of acts and we shouldn't miss uh such an important passage i mean every scripture is important but i think this is a very important part for the church so i thought i'll include in my message uh, although i was supposed to preach uh, uh, after that passage but i thought i will include that so um, i think it's good for us to to uh read uh read the whole uh, passage i felt so maybe open your bibles uh, take uh, maybe you can put your mobile phones on for this uh particular uh, passage and uh, can we have the scriptures as well here so i'm going to read acts 5 now a man named ananias together with his wife sapphira also sold a piece of property with his wife's full knowledge he kept back part of the money for himself but brought the rest and put it at the apostles feet Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body and carried him out out and buried him. After three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's uh, colonnade. No one else there joined them even though uh, they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them in beds and mass so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Then the high priest and all His associates who were uh, members of the party of the Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them into the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived... They called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent uh, to the jail for the apostles. But in arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported. We found the jail securely locked, but the guards with the guards standing at the door. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at, an, at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, "Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people." At that, the the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest we gave you strict orders not to teach in this name he said yet we have filled uh, yet you have filled jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood peter and other apostles replied we must obey god rather than human beings the god of our ancestors raised jesus from the dead whom you killed by hanging him on a cross god exalted him To his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witness of these things and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Emiliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the synagogue and ordered that the men he put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin men of Israel, consider carefully that you intended to do to these men. Some time ago, Theodos appeared claiming to be somebody and about 400 men rallied to him. He was skilled at his followers, Uh, all his followers were dispersed and it all came to nothing. After this, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was skilled and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering, disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. A lovely chapter, I would say. And I like the ending of this chapter. It says, uh, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news. That, and that is what actually uh, was happening at that time. And the Christianity grew from that point of time. I just want you to sh- uh, see a video which shows how the Christianity spread uh, when Jesus died and from there uh, what all places and how much time it took. So it's a small animation. So I would like you to see that. Timeline down there if you see. Just one, uh, why I showed this, just wanted to realize that how 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 much time it took and where all Christianity has grown. So right now, uh, we know that uh, Christians are the largest, uh, I mean, uh, in terms of the population, they are the biggest uh, group in, in the whole world. So they are the largest group and after that, uh, I think Muslims comes. So uh, what made this... Uh, the church of Jesus Christ, unstoppable. And we know that from from just from 120 people who were gathered in the upper room, we know we have started the reading the book of Acts. And we know from there how it grew to now the largest uh, followers uh, in the world of Jesus Christ uh, in this world. So Christians are the biggest group, as I said. So what what did it take for the Christians to grow so much from 120 in a small part of Israel to such a big spread in the whole world? One thing you have noticed that India is hardly colored there so we have a job to do okay so uh, i have uh, titled my message this morning the unstoppable church what made this church unstoppable and they went for it and uh, you i just uh, mentioned that uh, i just stressed on the last verse as i said that house to house and door to door they never stop proclaiming the good news that jesus is the messiah so what made this church unstoppable jesus said i will build my church and good that he said that I will build my church. He didn't say that my now my 12 disciples will build the church. He has taken the onus of building his church. And that's the reason his church is unstoppable. And in Acts eight, Jesus said, uh, wait here, uh, do not go now. Wait here and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit will come over you. And then you will be my witnesses To Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And that's what has happened when we saw this animation that Christianity has reached to the ends of the earth. Because Jesus said I will build my church and he said wait for my power to come over you. Holy Spirit made the church unstoppable. There were a handful of disciples before the Holy Spirit came and they were just, uh, they wanted to go back. Peter wanted to go back in his own profession. But then when Jesus said, wait, Holy Spirit is going to come. And then from there, as when 120 gathered in the upper room, it was the game changer for those people and from there henceforth we see uh, the church was unstoppable i have four things to share with you uh, from acts 5 so particularly in acts 5 because we are we are dwelling on the chapter 5 i would see there are four key things which made this church unstoppable uh, and of course uh, holy spirit was uh, was uh, uh, did it for the for the church and so the four ways the holy spirit worked in the church to make it unstoppable number 1 Purity in the church and that's where the Ananias and Sapphira story stands uh, uh, very unique in that sense. So Holy Spirit made sure that the church of Jesus Christ remained pure. Uh, When we read the story of Ananias and Sapphira basically the first 11 verses actually uh, it's basically linked with the previous chapter. If you read the end of Acts 4 it's kind of a continuation from there because we see that everyone all the believers they, they were kind of they were sharing their... Possessions, they were selling their properties, they were bringing money to the apostles' feet. And then we see there was a man called Joseph, uh, who was also called Barnabas. He also sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' field. And then we see the story of Ananias and Sapphira coming. And it says, now a man called Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. But then they didn't give everything and also they lied. You know, uh, when we read this uh, story of Anayas and Safira, uh, I think it comes like a, it comes it comes to me. It came to me as a shocker. I mean, everything was going so well for the church, and suddenly this thing happened where we see two people drop dead immediately because they lied. And, uh, <coughs> and we sometimes one time we always think that oh, God is a God of grace, and why this has happened, and we we forget that He is a God of grace truly. But he is, excuse me, but he is also a holy God. Amen. He's a God of grace, but he is also a holy God. And uh, uh, when we read this uh, story, uh, some of us might also think, uh, wonder whether Ananias and Sapphira was really Christians. Who think, who all think that they were Christians? One, two slowly hands up, going up, two, three okay, I think majority thinks they were not Christians, but I disagree with that. I go with that that they were christians there were there are a few reasons I, I I could say that it would uh, it would support my point. First of all, they were the people who were added to the church, and remember, I don't know whether they were the they were from the part of they were the lot of one hundred and twenty. They they could be, but also they could be when five thousand were added to the church. Remember, they were cut through their heart, and they asked Peter, "What shall we do?" And Peter said, "Repent and be baptized." So they repented and they got baptized, and now they were part of the church. So definitely, they might have taken water baptism, and they repented. They had faith in Jesus. But then what about the Holy Spirit? And Bible says in Acts 5, it says, Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled you so, uh, your heart so that you have lied to the Holy Spirit? It means they knew the Holy Spirit. They had Holy Spirit. That's why they could lie to the Holy Spirit. Amen. So they repented. I'm sure they were believing in Jesus. They have took a, taken water baptism and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And still they chose to lie. So this has happened with Christians in the early church. So it is, it is not unbelievers, but they were part of the church. So what was the problem with Ananias and Sapphira? What they did actually, which triggered a, such an, such an incident, which is recorded in Acts 5 and which God chose to uh, put it for us to read. You know, the problem was spiritual deception. They were deceived by Satan. They were deceived so that, uh, they, to an extent that they wanted to portray something which they were not. They wanted to be like... Remember I read from Acts 4. and There was Barnabas who gave everything. So they thought... Maybe we could also portray ourselves like that. We can. We can also. Thanks. We can also uh, tell. Uh, we can also show in front of the posters that see. We can also. We have also sold our property, and we also also giving everything. But they said they were giving everything, but they were not giving everything. So that was the problem. Hypocrisy was the deception in their life. You know the meaning of ananias. Anyone knows the meaning of the word ananias. It means God is gracious, such a lovely meaning. God is gracious, but I think he forgot that God is also a holy God. Sapphira means, any, any, anyone who, need, uh, who know what Sapphira or Sapphira means? It means beautiful. But at this point of time, I think she was not at all beautiful because she, was, she lied to the apostles, which means she lied to God. You know, the giving of the full amount was not the problem. You know, in fact, Peter said, "Was it yours when you when the property was not sold? It was yours. You were not. You didn't have to sell that property. You didn't have to give everything. It was all wasn't yours when you were supposed to uh, bring everything. Uh, you were supposed to give it. So, so giving of everything was not. this not. It was not that they have to sell. Everyone has to sell property. Everyone have to give everything what they receive. No, it was not like that." But they were free to do, but the, pro- the problem was not the amount, but the problem that they lied. They wanted to, as I said, they wanted to portray as if they are something, which they were not. Lying was the issue. And spiritual deception is a heinous crime in front of God. When we lie to believers, this passage is clearly says that when we lie to believers, we are actually lying to God. And I feel that th- this kind of judgment also came because God wanted to bring purity at the outset of his early church. He wanted to set the standards of the early church. God was st- setting the standards. See, this is what my standard is for the early church. Remember when Israelites were, uh, came out of the Egypt, God had to set standards for them as well. Remember the story in Leviticus 10, when two sons of Aaron offered an unholy fire, what had happened? They were also they also died. Okay, so God was setting standards for so these are unique events where God is God is telling people, see, this is my standard. You cannot go away with lying. My church won't be filled with people who are also liars. So God has clearly set a standard for his church. And similarly, he set a standard for Israelites when he was preparing them for a for a nation of, of their own. So why so why don't we see these kind of Judgments now, as I said earlier, God was setting standards in the, in the early church to show his holiness and power. Secondly, of course, God is a gracious God. He's a grace. he's a gracious God and he's showing grace towards us, but don't let us not take his grace for granted. And, uh, I'm, I'm really, uh, there, are, there are passages in, in Bible, I'm sure that sometimes we all are surprised and, and they, those are very fearful passages and especially Hebrews 10 in this matter, it says, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. God is setting the standard so that we could we could fear God. Uh, we sh- we should have, we, so that we can have a reverent fear of God when we come in his assembly, when we come in his presence. Fear of God was a lesson taught to the early church. And nowadays, when we are thinking of fear, what are we fearful of? We are fearful of Corona virus. Someone is saying Corona. But no, nobody, no one is doing the right thing. I hope you got the fun in that and uh, so today we are fearing virus and uh, we are not fearing god i mean hardly i mean uh, some i'm not i'm not saying that everyone is doing that but i think some are very very casual when they come to god you know from virus god can save you true but what if you fall under the judgment of god who will save you think about that in hebrews 10 31 says it is fearful thing to fall into the hands. Of the Living God, and Ananias and Sapphira fell into the hands of the Living God, and as a result, what happened? The holy fear gripped the early church. No one dared. And I, I like these uh, these couple of verses. And sometimes uh, I'm just going a little ahead and uh, the further from verse eleven. It says in thirteen, no one else dared to join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. So everyone was so fearful. They were fearing to join them because what if they also come under that kind of judgment? So they were very, they were not sure about their lives. But listen to the next verse. It said, nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. Some were not joining. But nevertheless, some joined. Why? Because they believed in the Lord. They were not believing on themselves, but they were believing in the Lord. So what what God was doing at the outset of the the formation of His early church, Jesus was separating shaft from the wheat. Amen. And that's what Matthew says that Jesus 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 has come. Jesus said, "I'm going to come and and I'm going to separate the shaft from the wheat." And that is and that is what was happening in this early church. So some were not joining because they were fearful what will happen because they 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 might be they might be in sin and they were not ready to open their lives. But some were boldly joining them because they trusted the Lord. And it says in verse 14, nevertheless, more and more people, men and women, believed in the Lord. And they were added. They were believed. The belief were in the Lord, not in their own doing. Amen? So let us not take his grace for granted, but repent quickly. So the first thing which Holy Spirit did, uh, uh, which made the church unstoppable, was purity in the church. And that was very much required at at the outset of the church. Secondly, uh, the second thing which we see in this passage is power through the church what made church unstoppable because God demonstrated his power through the church. verses uh, 12 to 16 uh, clearly demonstrates his power. We saw God's power demonstrated as apostles were there. They were praying and people even uh, regarded that, that they believed that even Peter's shadow is, is, uh, is capable of healing people. And they all believe that if, if Peter's shadow fall on sick people, they will be healed. It says, and, uh, as a result, uh, p- people brought the sick into the seats and laid them on the beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those tormented by impure spirits and all of them were healed. I like this word all. Everyone say all. all. Bible is very clear, very, very uh, precise in saying uh, that all of them were healed the power through the church was clearly demonstrated to the people where the disciples were and everyone was getting healed and sometimes we wonder why such miracles are not happening now why such signs and wonders are not happening not why not everyone is getting healed i think something the, the, this thing is uh, i'm sure and i'm uh, very clear that it, this is also linked with my previous point in terms of the purity of the church, and if 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 you think that uh, that why signs and wonders are not happening because we are not really living a holy life, we are not really living uh, according to the standards which God has called us. You know, sometimes people people are so attracted towards signs and wonders uh, as soon as they they uh, kind of uh, they, they start believing God. I'm think sometimes uh, they're only attracted because of signs and wonders, and uh, I, I mean. I don't know whether those videos are uh, true or not, but there are a lot of, uh, I, I saw a few, uh, some videos in terms of, uh, uh, I'm not uh, just uh, uh, particularly uh, targeting any community, but I saw this uh, Nigerian few videos where they were showing fake uh, science and wonder so that people could believe and people could, could give People could bring an offering to them. So, I mean, people are so so fascinated with science and wonders that they are promoting fake science and wonders, and that's why we we don't see the real science and wonders happening because it's so much linked with the purity which God has called us to be in. Science and wonders, God. Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't happen now. It happens. And we, we ourselves have seen God working in our lives. And we, we have seen when, when we have prayed in the church, people getting healed and delivered. So that is all happening. And God does it. Why? Because God is a merciful God. God knows our needs and He comes and meets with our needs. So trust God, and He's going to meet with your need. He's a merciful God, and and through signs and wonders, He wants to show that that Jesus Jesus is the true God, and He's He's drawing uh, people b- back to Him b- through the signs and wonders. So sometimes signs and wonders are kind of an opening thing where it opens person's heart and mind towards God. And uh, if you read uh, Acts. Uh, you might be also amazed to see that although apostles and these disciples were doing such, so much of signs and wonders, but they were not running after signs and wonders. It is not, they were always, uh, always looking, okay, let me do this, let me do that. I mean, Peter and John, they were just walking. They were, jo- walk, they were going for the prayer. And there they saw the sick man. And because he was begging, they just said, silver or gold, I have none. And, they, and they, they healed that person. So it was not, they were looking for sick people. They were not running after signs and wonders. But it was happening because their focus was God. Amen. Be, a, be ready to be a channel for his power. Act in faith. Whenever you get an opportunity, act in faith. Be available to pray for sick. We don't know this current situation. Uh, we all know what is happening. Might get worse. Be available to pray for people. Be ready to pray. Be ready to, don't hesitate to pray over sick and uh, take the authority in the name of Jesus. Uh, uh, As Dominic also said, we we have uh, sent a circular where we asked sick people not to come. It's not that we don't want to pray for them. We also said in that circular that you call us, we will come and pray for you. But just for the benefit of the large gathering, so that the disease shouldn't spread among others, it's better for you to be safe and be at home. Okay, so that others are safe. But if we are—we are not saying that we are—we don't believe in the power of prayer. We are not saying that we are—we are—we are not available to pray for you. We are available. You can call us. We will come. Maybe I'll wear a mask and come. I, I want to be wise also. <laughs> but but I'll definitely pray for you. Amen so uh, let's believe in the power of prayer let's believe that god is able to to heal able to 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 bring restoration able to bring deliverance in our lives okay uh, so maybe uh, I'm, I'm also thinking maybe these are the times where church has to rise up church has to rise up to show that jesus is the only hope amen if we if we suppress ourselves if we are fearful i think there is no hope left I think we have to rise up, rise up to help people, which whatever way we can be wise also, but pray for people, go out and uh, and be available to to help others. So do all that. And so what made church unstoppable? The second point was power through the church and God demonstrated his power through the church. The third thing which we see in this passage, which made the church unstoppable was, which might look a little contradictory, is persecution of the church because church was persecuted the church became unstoppable i will tell you how it happened you know apostles were sent to prison we we have we have read this in acts 5 and uh, they were beaten they were flogged and they were rebuked so they were persecuted apostles were persecuted but what did they they pray for they pray for boldness they rejoiced it's, it says that they rejoiced and they counted worthy that they are persecuted, I mean they were singing songs when they were persecuted because they felt that they were they were they, uh, God found them worthy to be persecuted, and what God did, God miraculously takes them out because God wanted them to preach boldly to the people who were there, God wanted them to preach about the risen Jesus, and the history of church uh, we don 't have time to discuss all that but uh, but uh if you read that it says that everywhere where the church is persecuted church grew persecution is another way of god uh, making his church unstoppable we are going to read further in acts when when we reach acts 8 it clearly says that when the through the persecution when the when church scattered it grew because of the persecution church had to move out and remember, Jesus said, when my power will come over you, then you will be my witness to Jerusalem. Till now, they're in Jerusalem. Then they will go to Judea and Samaria. And how they will go? It's not that now, okay, let uh, our job is done in Jerusalem. Let's go to Judea. Now the time has come for Judea. No, God is using persecution so that God is forcing them to go to Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amen. Persecution is a a tool which God has used to scatter his church and to fulfill his promise that you will be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What do you think is the fastest growing nation in terms of Christianity in this world? The fastest Christianity uh, growing in a a particular nation, nation, which nation you, you think is? China? Something else is growing now no christianity is definitely growing there korea iran iran is the fastest growing christian nation right now and you might wonder how it is possible definitely there is persecution there is too much of persecution in iran you cannot hold public meetings there you cannot just uh, just uh, share gospel outside and it is happening through even through uh, i mean uh, the documentary i have i've seen the whole documentary of iran how the spread of christianity is happening there and it says that women god is using women to take lead in church planting for these house church and through house churches definitely god is spreading his christianity in this nation of iran and women are taking lead amen can i hear an amen from all all women last week we uh, celebrated women's day now your day has come take the lead okay and uh, so you know these men were not afraid uh, apostles were not afraid of men they were only afraid of god are you afraid of persecution and sometimes uh i mean it it, it could be natural i mean uh i mean i i cannot say that no i i'm not afraid i mean Sometimes there is fear in us. I mean, we, we don't want to go to places. We don't want to do certain things because we know that we might face persecution. But I think we, I also believe that when persecution will come, God will give me the grace to handle it. I also truly believe that. So I'm not saying, no, God, don't bring persecution. I'm saying if persecution come, I'm, I'm ready to to face that you know Saul said to Samuel I have sinned for I have transgressed transgressed the command of the Lord and your words because I feared the people and obeyed and obeyed their voice you know Saul Saul fell from from his calling and the reason was that because he didn't fear God but he feared people and that was the problem with Saul Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says the fear of man lays a snare but whoever trusts the Lord is safe if you want to be safe, trust the Lord. Amen? Do you pray that uh, that you won't face persecution? Or, or do you pray how? Apostles prayed that, that I find my, myself worthy if I am persecuted. I think that should be our prayer. That should be our thinking. That Lord... If I'm persecuted, I know you have chosen me for that because you have found me worthy to be persecuted, and that made the church unstoppable. And the fourth and the final reason what made the uh, what made church unstoppable was preaching by the church. And definitely, that last verse which I read, uh, uh, which I mentioned uh, uh, twice earlier, it says uh, in Acts uh, uh, five forty two day after day. Uh, In the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. One of the the main reason of uh, the the church being unstoppable was they were preaching. They they kept on preaching that Jesus is the Messiah. As soon as Holy Spirit came, in Acts 2, we see disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. What had happened? Peter stood up and he preached. And what had happened? five thousand were added amen and uh, now uh, now we see in in this passage itself in acts five we see in um, uh, they were they were persecuted they were sent into prison and what what had happened angel comes to them angel angel uh, uh, frees them from the prison and uh, what what angel asked them go out and do what preach preach Share, share what, what God, who God is and what, what God has done. So angel was asking them that, that go out and preach. So preaching was the key. Preaching was the main thing uh, which made this church unstoppable. And through preaching church grew. When they came in front of the, the Sanhedrin, when they were brought, after they were caught, they were brought. What they did it? Apostles started preaching to them. They never stopped. They were not scared about uh, what they are saying. And so now what will happen? They will again put us into prison. They started preaching. They were telling about the risen Jesus. They never missed an opportunity to share good news of Jesus. In fact, they never, uh, says, every day, they never missed an opportunity. They never missed a day. They never missed, a, I would say, they never missed a house. They went to every house to share the gospel. And what did they share? Nothing uh, big theological thing. It's not that they had to understand the whole Bible and then only they can go out. They just shared the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Amen. He's not one among many gods. He's not that you have to approach Jesus through someone. They didn't share that. They didn't only share that he's a good teacher. They didn't share that he's just a miracle worker. But he is the Messiah who has come to take away the sins of the world. Amen. So that is the gospel. That is the good news. That Jesus came. He he lived here. But the main purpose that he died. He died for the sins of the world. But he... Not only died, but on the third day, God raised him up. That's what they were sharing to these, to these Saducees that the, the Christ, you put it on the cross. Now he's a risen Christ. He's a, he's a, he's alive. And now he's seated at the right hand of the father. And one day he's going to come back. Amen. So that is the good news of Jesus. Then through Jesus, we are saved. Uh, right now, um, I mean, we know what is happening and everyone is thinking about this virus thing. But the biggest virus is the sin, which has entered the human when, through Adam and Eve. And I was, when I was thinking about this, I mean, I don't know what is the source of this virus, but definitely the source of that virus was serpent. I don't know whether this virus also came through that. There are still uh, uh, theories about that. But sin is the biggest virus which is eating this world. And Jesus is the only solution. Amen. You know, uh, people are saying we have to run against time to stop this coronavirus, and and definitely we have to take measures so that we shouldn't go to next phase of where it is kind of unstoppable. So they are running against time. How much we are running against time to stop this virus? Because knowing that Jesus is coming is soon. Amen. We 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 are not uh, we cannot relax just because we uh, Jesus will come. Aram uh, say and. Uh, we have enough time you know because people because people are dying we have to run against time to share gospel with these people and as uh, dominic encouraged us don't don't share these unnecessary things which people others are sharing i mean if you get something don't forward just share the love of jesus just share jesus is the messiah just share that he's the way the truth and the life and pray for people when you when you're demonstrating his power as i said earlier when you get an opportunity to pray also share the good news of jesus amen you have you have an opening when you're praying i think use that opening to share about jesus christ amen so let's just uh, close our eyes uh, i think i have uh, spoken uh, four main things how church became unstoppable and maybe god is speaking to us through one of these things or all of these things i spoke about uh, the purity in the church and something and and we know that we all take sometimes god for granted and let us st- Let's stop doing that. And God is building a pure church. God Jesus said, I'm building my church, and He's very serious about it. And He's building a pure church and He's going to He's He's He wants everyone to repent. He's giving time, but we shouldn't take His grace for granted. God demonstrated His power through the apostles and the same power, the same Holy Spirit He has given us also, the same promises for us as well. And let us not miss an opportunity to pray for people and to demonstrate his power. Persecution. His persecution was there that time. His persecution is now also. Maybe it might increase in the coming days. Who knows? But let us rejoice and let us be ready and let us not fear the persecution. Let us not fear man, but let us fear God. And we know that, Lord uh, through this, through even through the persecution, God is making His church unstoppable. And of course, the last thing which I shared is the preaching. And let us not sh- stop sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Let us not sh- not shy uh, away uh, that that we, we what what others will think. No, it is a high time. We have to run against time so that we can stop people from perishing. Father, I want to thank you for each one of us, Lord God, Lord. The Spirit which was there on on the apostles when one hundred twenty gathered uh, on the disciples when they gathered in the upper room, Lord God, Lord, that same Spirit is over us as well, Lord God. And I want to pray for each one of us, Lord God, that fill us, Lord, with Your power, Lord God, fill us with Your Spirit, Lord, Lord God, so that we know that, Lord, that that we will be we will be clear, Lord God, in in our calling, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to 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 live a life which You have called us, Lord God, worthy of our calling, Lord God. Help us to demonstrate. The power, Lord God, which you have you have uh, in, uh, you have given us, Lord God, through the Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, help us, Lord God, to to be ready, Lord God, even in the times of persecution, Lord God, not fearing God but you, Lord God. Help us to be available and ready to preach a gospel, Lord God. Be with us, Lord, as we go out, Lord God. Let us remind ourselves, Lord God, Lord, that we are we are running against time, Lord God. People who are perishing not not only because of this virus, Lord God, but because sin is there in the life, Lord God, and and if, if If sin is not dealt with, Lord God, they will eternally perish, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to share this gospel, this good news of Jesus Christ with them, Lord God. Be with us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you. May you have a wonderful week. Take precautions.